Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast will definitely contain naughty words and spoilers. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty Hello everybody, thanks for hanging out on, hang on, hanging out, <laughs> hanging on for our podcast Hanging please. in there. That's the one, like the little cat hanging onto a branch. Have you, you not like seen it. that poster? Yeah. Hanging there. That poster's <laughs> older than us, I think. <laughs> Probably. There's quite a lot that's older than us now. Quite a lot that's younger than us now, I think oh, that's mean. what I meant, yeah. It's been a long... Yeah. <laughs> Curse shifts. Anyways, we this podcast is on Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Great film. Classic. Um released in nineteen ninety one. Really? I thought it was in the eighties. No, no, ninety one. Sometimes the stuff in the nineties look like it's from the eighties because I don't think there's much of a crossover. That and we're old. Yeah. There is that too. So, um, we're just going to jump straight in for a little synopsis, because you're looking at me exhausted already. I know. This could be a long one as well. It's a long film. It was a long film. A lot happens, though. It does, yeah. I'm happy I chose this one over Godfather. Could you imagine trying to do The Godfather in the current situation we're in? I know. God, that'd be hard work. This This DVD's so old, by the way, that you have to turn the DVD over halfway through the film to watch the rest of the film. Because it's not like the Lord of the Rings special edition one where you have to stop halfway through and turn it over because it's just long. Yeah, no, it is exactly it's, like that. Cause it, it's just old. In the Lord of the Rings ones, you have to take a disc out and put a new disc in this one. You actually, actually have to flip the disc over. <laughs> That's what you call retro. <laughs> um, so, Ray Liotta. I got it right, didn't I? You did. Good. Uh, stars as a young man rising through the ranks of a mob. Mob. Oh, yeah, of a mob in Martin Scorsese's gangster drama, which stars Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Yep. Yes! You've been practising. <laughs> uh, so there's um, 
the film starts out with the sound of traffic, traffic and just names going across the screen. And it says it's based on a true story. It is. Which blew my actual mind. Oh my God. Well, I don't, obviously you don't know how true all of it actually is. Like Joe Pesci's character is actually kind of based on a couple of people, I think. Oh, okay. Sometimes they do that, but I don't know. Like... Yeah, but it, his main thing is, the main story of him is quite true, but I think there's a couple of bits that were other people that they've pushed onto his character as well. I see, just to make him even more interesting. But yeah, they, they changed a few of the names, but otherwise, Robert it's... De Niro's character and the main mob boss character are based on real people. Uh, so there's a car on the road and it's night time and it's New York 1970 and there's three men sat in the car and the driver says oh I think I hit something because you hear like a bump yep and um, he's like oh what's that like you know what is it so now they pull over oh it's a good start to the film actually it's very exciting and there's banging in the boot I was like oh shit <laughs> Rut roll. here we go so they open the boot and they're like, oh, he's still alive. So like, I think it's Robert De Niro just goes mental stabbing him in the boot. No, Joe Pesci is, oh, is, it Joe is Pesci? stabbing away. Yeah, it gets very stabby. Oh, so stabby. Very, like stabs him loads of times. And he then does. Robert De Niro. Goes up and shoots him. But not just like shoots him lots of times yeah. as well. I think he's dead. Yeah. I think. And that's a lot of like killing to do in your car now. Oh, yeah. Because that's not just guts, it's brains. It's like oh, yeah. so much grim. Um, so then you've got so the main guy. Um, oh god, I can't remember what his name is now. I think we'll get to it. I don't know it at the moment. Moment, do we? Um, his character's name. Yeah. No, you don't know it yet. It's Henry. Though. It's Henry. That's it. So you, it's like a close up of his face, looking like absolutely mortified. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. oh god. And then it goes into like his little um, voiceover, like his narrating it. He's like, I always wanted to be a gangster. I'm like, okay, you've just. Wanted to do that all your life, and you're watching him stab someone, and you're like, hmm, maybe this is a bad career choice. I'm not so sure if it's the fact that they're actually killing him, or who it is that they're killing that is yeah. thing, which, again, we get to, because we work, the film works back to Good. this point. A little bit like, what's that film we watched that goes backwards? Oh, Deja Vu, is it Deja Vu? I can't remember now. Anyways, um, Memento, I think you're talking about. That's the one, Memento, that was a really good film. Uh, so yeah, so you always want to be a uh, gangster. And then there's some like good music and some more credits. And it's a close up on some eyes. And he said, like, being a gangster is better than being a president in his eyes. And it's like 1955. Yep. And he said that, that being, it's like being somebody in a neighborhood, in a neighborhood of nobodies. So basically, he's like, you're seeing them sort of running their businesses and he sees them as like being somebody's. Um, and I think like his dad, um, is, I think, oh, I think get to his parents a bit in a minute actually, but they talk about Tony Cesarol. Love that name. Cesarol. Cesarol. Cesaro, not roll. Oh. <laughs> Says what? Cesaro. Cesaro, the name Cesaro. is. Cesaro. Oh, I thought it was Cesaro. Is that like Cesaro? It's not Tony either. I think he's talking about Tuddy. Oh, okay. And Paulie. Yeah, I've not got to Paulie yet. Yeah, Paulie's but it's, coming it's up. Tootie, not Tony. Okay, all right. I'm just telling you. Well, there's also say like Cesaro in Chicago when they're singing the songs. I thought, oh, awesome! It's like a tie to that. Anyways, he runs a he runs a pizzeria, pizzeria in a taxi place, and Paulie, he said he moves slow, but he um, doesn't move for anyone. Yeah, Paulie's cool. the boss. I do like Paulie's. What do they call it? They call it. He calls it the cab stand, don't he? Yeah. But then when you see it later on, it's like. Yeah, pizzeria. Then got he has pizza both. He's got a taxi that. and a pizzeria. 
So, oh yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, just said basically his parents love his job. So his dad, I can't really say his dad does now. But anyways, yeah, like I said, basically, like, like an like, Irish family or something. Yes, yeah, his dad's Irish and his mother's Italian. Italian, but she's from Sicily. I was like, hey, yes, yeah, Sicilian. And yeah, he basically says about his dad's pissed off because he works like shit hours for shit money all yeah. the time. And, and he's always angry. Yeah. So he really liked that. He, they parents said he had a part-time job, so basically he starts working over at the taxi. Yeah, brand, he gets a job they, at yeah. the cab, cab stand. His cab dad's stand. happy because he went out and got a job all on his yeah. own. And his mum's happy because the Ciceros are from the same part of Sicily that's it, that yeah. she is. So that's cool. And he ends up like parking Cadillacs and he's just like literally living the dream, like driving all like these cars around. Like teenage girls staring at him as he yeah. parks the cars. He's like, ah, yeah, all the pussy. <laughs> pussy patrol. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so uh, he said he'd like to be like a part of something and... Um, he like learning about all the money and stuff. And then basically his dad gets really pissed off of him because he's getting all this money and he's not going to school. Yeah, he gets a letter from, from the, the school because he, he starts asking him. He's like, oh, how was school today and all that? And he's lying. He's like, got a letter today saying you haven't been there in months. And then he beats, beats him with a belt. <laughs> and he says on the voiceover, Danny, like, everyone takes a beating sometimes. That's all right. Yeah. So... They basically, then he tells his bosses, who then grabbed the poor mailman. Yeah, he tells them he can't do what they want him to do now. He needs to go to school. Yeah. So they go in, they take the postman, shove his head in the oven. Yep. And and tell him him not to uh, deliver any more letters from the school to that house. And then he says on the voiceover, my mother had to go to the post office and complain because they just stopped delivering all the letters. (laughs) I don't blame them. Yeah, fair. Fair (laughs) one. Oh, fuck, I wouldn't either. (laughs) So um, then there's like... He goes on to say that Paulie doesn't like phones, so he has, like, guys to take care of his phone calls. They're just running out of places taking phone calls, don't they? Yeah, literally use pay phones, take a phone call for him, run to his house or in whatever, whatever, tell him. The bit they show is really weird because they run and tell him, oh, so-and-so called, do you want me to call him back? And Paulie's like, oh, yeah, make the call. So there's no, they don't tell him what he said. He just said, this person called, shall I call them back? Yeah, and they run over to a pay phone in the rain and phone him back. You're like the hell doesn't even know need to know why he phoned he's just like yeah phone him back just do it so basically they're talking he then says it's all about um only the top guys can speak with top with paulie yep so there's no low down people there's a bit of a hierarchy they establish here yeah like he gets like all of his messages second hand yeah someone tells someone who can then go and tell him and he won't listen to anyone else and it's basically so he's not seen talking to he can't get caught out talking to people he shouldn't be speaking to so, um, basically, it's like the same as the old country, but in the States. This is like going back to it's like Sicily, but in America, which is yeah, quite cool. Yeah, like the, the hierarchy. Yeah. Which, if we ever watch The Godfather, it's explained a bit more in there how yeah. the, uh, the hierarchy but system you works. You kind of got a bit of a gist of it. You do a, bit, a little bit later on, yeah. Yeah, like you're starting to get told quite a bit about how it works. And so, basically, it's protection for wise guys. Yeah, we call ourselves wise guys. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, then they send him off smashing some cars. And then I think he sets one on fire. Petrol bombs loads of cars, yeah. Yeah, and there's a bit of an explosion. And and then he comes home in a suit. I love this bit so much. <laughs> His mum's like, my God, you look like a gangster. <laughs> You're kind of half expecting to go, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. He's got the shiny black shoes and the massive, the slightly too big... Freshly pressed suit, suit on, yeah. Um, 
So then we move on to, I think I've written down someone shot and then they oh, yeah, wasted. There's a, there's a guy running down the street, like bleeding. He's been shot and. Oh um, my he, gosh, he yeah. He walks up to like, the cab stand oh, and you... Henry helps him. He like covers him up with aprons and stuff. And, and he goes, Oh, you wasted, wasted eight aprons on that yeah, guy. Twiddy's you need like, to top this kid up. Here, like, get rid of it. <laughs> and on the voiceover, he's like, I felt sorry for the guy, but Twitty was right. Like, should have, you can't. They're running a criminal enterprise they don't need people who've been shot there yeah it's just like well you wasted eight aprons on that guy we need to toughen this kid up <laughs> it's yep. really funny uh then they're in a club there's like a music and they're in this like club scene like a uh, playing cards and stuff like a bar in it yeah like a social yeah a bit like their own sort of social club they've got like gambling tables up yeah and drinks are flowing and oh and it's the music i love like the, that kind of singing like the male singers like big band sort yeah of stuff in it yeah, really really cool um so they, i think they start talking about this was before joe made war for yeah like apache joe or something and then yeah it started a turf war and so at this point they go around and they i think they tell you like everybody's names which are Isn't absolutely it? no this generous. is when they first meet this is before they tell you everybody's names because this is when he's still a kid and this is where he meets robert de niro Oh, yeah, Jimmy Canaway. Jimmy the Gent Conway, his name is. Oh. So he's, like, famous for, like, walking around, flashing his cash. He just, like, gives everyone money. Just literally tips everyone. The guy who opens the door, he tips him, like, $100 for opening the door. (laughs) Something stupid like that. Um, So he's the most feared. He's got, like, 16 mob hits. And he's, like... He was 16 when he started doing hits. He hasn't got 16 total. He started doing them at the age of 16. And then he just basically just enjoys stealing stuff and hijacking things. And, and then, yeah. he works on tip-offs. Yep. Yep. Loves to steal. And then they say a bit, a bit out, like, they, the police assign a task force to catch him. So he makes them partners and yeah, gives so them money down. And, and, and swag. Yeah. I think they actually call it swag at one point as well. It's brilliant. Uh, yep, I wrote that down. And then Henry gets arrested for the first time. I can't remember what it's for, but he's in So court. he starts, this is where he meets um, Joe Pesci's character, Tommy. They're introduced oh, as youngsters. Oh, fucking Tommy. Oh, And my they're God. selling cigarettes out the boot of a car That's at a factory. It. Yeah. Uh, Tommy spots the police coming and Henry's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. How many cartons of cigarettes do you want and all that? So they take his money and he gets arrested. Yeah. Gets pinched. Yep. As they say. So then when he leaves court, like everyone's waiting for him. He basically says, "Like, um, you don't, you keep your mouth shut. Basically, you don't say anything. Yeah, in court. So he, You're like, that's your thing." Jimmy's the first one to greet him, and he, he slips gives him a load of money. money he's yeah, like, What's that for? I got pinched, and he's like, "You did it right. You didn't rat. You didn't give him nothing. You didn't rat on your friends." Yeah. So they come outside the doors, and there's those people there, like, "Yeah, you broke your cherry. Yeah, you popped your cherry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all a bit like a graduation. Yeah. Like, so they're like, now he's basically in now because yeah. he's been arrested. He's not dubbed anyone in. All is gravy." So then there's like a, yeah, it's a freeze frame from all around him, like, hey. uh, Then it says, Idlewild Wild Airport. That's it, 1963. So this is like the next big heist thing he's got planned, Jimmy's got planned. He gets tipped off by a guy that there's, um, that there's stuff coming in and then he goes and tells people, Paulie to get people to start up a strike and stuff. And he said that's like better than robbing a city bank is robbing the airport. Oh no, he's just explaining. No, this isn't the big score yet. So this is like, you... but this is the start of it. Yeah, it's so not a big he's, score, but he's basically he's explaining. Yeah, that, um, rather than go out robbing loads of things, whenever they need money, they just rob the airport. I like mm. you see, it's a truck driver in it. So truck driver pulls up and 
Henry and Tommy are waiting outside a diner. Yeah. The truck driver gives him a nod and they drive off in his truck and then the truck driver goes in and he's like, oh, two guys just yeah. stole, my, uh, stole my truck. So this is like the setting up, basically saying like it's stuff coming in. It's like the setup for the and airport. They always take a piece. Like they take it, they sell it, they give a piece to Paulie. Yeah, and, and then they, they, just, they keep a it's bit. It's their favourite thing to do is rob the airport. Yeah. So then they're back in the club. This is when you get introduced to those of people that have got like funny names. I've got, uh, I can only write a few of them, so really quick. Yeah, they are really quick. Uh, Mickey Eyes. With the big glasses, yeah. No nose. No nose, yeah. Oh, what have I written down here? Two times? Yeah, two times because he said everything twice. So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name is, but they're like, oh, like two times. We called him that because he said everything twice. And then it says like, and then you see him, he stands out and goes, I'm going to go get the peepers, get the peepers. Yeah. <laughs> that was my faith. It's just like, I just love just like the, the quality of the nicknames. Like, this geezer's got big glasses, so he's called Eyes. This bloke says everything twice, so we call him two times. I mean, I'm trying to think what my nickname would be. Twatbag, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I enjoyed that bit so much. I think I wish it's like, uh, don't like Facebook, you've got like those wow games that are really irritating. It's like, what would your, I'd rather have like, what's your mob name? <laughs> I would love that. Could be quite good. My pirate name would be Busty Beth. I've always decided that. I've always been my pirate name. <laughs> it's not very piratey, is it? It is when you've got like a pirate. It's more of a wench's name. Oh, is it my bar wench name? I, can't, I think it rolls into both. I'm <laughs> 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 just still laughing at two times. Gonna go get the peepers. Get the peepers. <laughs> it was adorable. Uh, oh, this is when talking about the airport. Yeah, so they meet a guy, start talking about their first big airport robbery. Yeah. He's the guy, he's the security guy, he's setting up with Jimmy and that. Uh, he basically tells them they're just going to walk in and take the keys. Tommy and Henry will just walk up, get the keys off him, walk in, get some money, walk out, basically, is the plan. Yeah. And they set that up, and then it cuts to the end of the night, they're sat around the table oh, having drinks. Tommy, yeah. So Tommy's talking Tommy's about, telling a story um, about... It's about how he told someone to go fuck your mother... And it was at the cops and stuff. And the cops are going all um, saying about how he's going to talk. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to talk. So um, Henry's laughing. And he's like, oh, am I funny then? And he's like, oh, you're just funny. He's like, funny how? He's like, oh, you just, you just make so me you laugh. Like a clown, it's funny. you know, you're just funny. It's just how you say it. It's just funny. He's like, it, oh. He gets all serious yeah. to me and starts going like, <laughs> it goes like funny how? Silent. Like I'm a clown? Like I amuse you? It's like, how the fuck am I so funny? He gets really angry, doesn't he? And it all goes deadly quiet. And then it's a joke. And then Henry's like, get the fuck out of here, Tommy. He's like, ah, I nearly had him, man. Uh, yeah. And you, but you start seeing that. You, that's where it starts showing you the other side of Tommy. He's a bit... He's a bit mental. He's a bit of a loon. Um, then, oh God, this bar man. What a time to come over. So he comes over and says to Tommy that his tab's like seven grand. Yeah. And he just like smashes a glass in his head. Like, how, how dare you come over here and like make me, you know... Make me look a barman in front of my yeah. friends. And he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? And he just smashes up more stuff. I'm like, oh, this Tommy could be a bit of a liability. And then Henry says, you really are a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So they are then... Oh, I think he, he sat in a car with Tommy looking over at a place they're going to set on fire. So the the bar that they sort of smash up a bit, Henry convinces the owner to bring Paulie in as a partner. 
So, yep. like, he can't get Tommy to pay his thing. Tommy's sort of made him afraid. So, Paulie becomes his partner. And then we get another good oh, well, they start voiceover it. bit. Yeah, yeah, where he's like, now anyone gives him any trouble with a bill, he goes to Paulie, gets any trouble with this, he goes to Paulie. So, but now he's got to pay Paulie every week. And he get, get like, oh, business is bad. Fuck you, pay me. This has yeah. happened. Fuck you, pay me. And he's like, and then Paulie can run up loads of stuff on the thing. So you buy a case of booze for $200. You sell it out the back door for $100 immediately. It's all profit because no one's paying for it. No. So they run up loads of stuff. They buy loads of stuff on the restaurant's credit. Sell it immediately for cash. Take the cash. Don't pay the bills. Set Restaurant goes it, yeah. under and then he's like, what do you do when you can't borrow another cent or anything? You light a match, you torture place, claim on the insurance. Yeah. So then, yeah, they're sat in the car outside just as they're setting fire to it. So Tommy's talking about going on a double date with Henry. Yeah, he's Henry's got... not keen. No, he doesn't really want to go. And this is when um, you meet his future wife. Yep, Karen. And I think she kind of likes, like, likes the look of him, but he's not too sure. And he's like, he wants, only wants me, Tommy only wants him to go on this double date. He's like, and he's like, come on, Henry, I want to fuck this broad. <laughs> ah, love it. She's prejudiced against Italians. Won't go out with an Italian on her. No, because her mum's Jewish, yeah. isn't she? Um, so then it like, cuts to the woman talking. She's like, oh, I hated him. He was really obnoxious. He was like, you know, push, not hardly speaking. He was looking at his thing. He had to go because he had a meeting with Paulie, didn't he? Yeah. So they, yeah, he, he like sits through dinner, rushes through dinner. Dra- drags her, her out of the car, car yeah. pushes her to her house and then they arrange to meet again and he stands Sets her, her up. up. Oh, I loved her in this bit. She makes Tommy drive drive her to where he is and starts having a massive go at him and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, now she's... Now she's interesting. she's got a bit of backbone and she's a bit feisty. I quite like her. Yeah, so that's that. And then he like takes her on another date but he takes her through like the back of a club so there's like no cues and he's like giving people money. And um, as a table put down the front, front especially yeah, for him, all that sort of stuff. And then she's like, "You just gave them twenty dollars." And he's like, "Yeah, that's just what what you do." So he's just like got all this Seems money. Like, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, "I'm in construction." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm, interesting. Um, so then you are at the airport. I think you've got a key with some of the paperwork, which allows them into the restricted area. And they, yeah, they walk in and just walk out again. The voiceover saying, "I'm like, we stole." Forty-two thousand. Like, is it four hundred and twenty thousand or forty-two? I've just written down four two and then three zeros. So, as whatever way you want to read it, four thousand two hundred forty-two thousand. I think it's like four hundred thousand dollars. But they literally walk in on the voiceover saying, "We stole this much money without even using a gun." They literally just walk in and take it. They give some money to Paulie to pay tribute, and then that's it. They just they're done it. They need some holiday with Karen without even her. doing anything. Yeah, so then he's on holiday with Karen and he sees like a bloke that lives over the street and he doesn't seem to like the look of him. He's not that keen on the look of him. He's saying about how he's a 21-year-old kid that anything was strange about him, but he's got like all this money. I think it's him talking over the top again. I think it's Karen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and then... Um... Oh my God, there's a wig shop. <laughs> yeah, Maurice. Maurice. He was hilarious. Um, so he, he needs some money. And... He owes Jimmy some money. Yep. And I think he's paying that. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy strangles him, him and with the calls phone. him. A, yeah, strangles yeah. him with the phone wire. And calls him a cocksucker. <laughs> and then Karen calls him, says something's happened, and basically she was crying. And a guy over the street had like basically touched her up. I was like, all the people. Yeah, whoops! What a dick. So he like goes over to him and like starts to hit him, and I think he basically just fucks him up. 
smashes him in the face with his gun repeatedly. Oh, God, yeah. Like his nose has just exploded all over his face. Yeah. I think if I was Karen, I'd be a bit like, mm. and then, Yeah, because he gives Karen the gun, doesn't he? It's covered in blood. And he's like, yeah. here, hide this. And she's like, uh, okay. I think probably by that point, I'd be like, I don't think I'm that interested anymore. It's a bit scary. Although, this is the marriage bit. Um, there's like a massive wedding. And everyone's like giving them envelopes of money. But you see like everyone's called like Peter or Paul. And there's lots of, like, all the women are called Marie. So that's like all the they're same. They're all called Peter or Paulie. And they're all married to girls named Marie. <laughs> She's like, Jesus Christ. But they give them all the money in these envelopes. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, and then, oh, so they're married and she's still living at home with her mum and dad. Yeah. And she's like, where's your husband? Where is he? He's like, not here. And then he turns up and his, her mum is like hollering at him. Where were you? Where have you been? Married people, don't do this. Oh, so yeah. That's that. He goes back out again with Tommy. Yes. Tommy <laughs> so just like, fuck fucking this. runs away. Don't blame him. Um, then there is. I'm trying to work out where we are now. I think um, this is the thing. There's so much talking, isn't there? Yeah. It's actually really quite hard to do this podcast because it's just I don't even know what the fuck. Just written down shit they've talked about. Oh. So then it's Queen's eleventh of June, nineteen seventy. And they're in that bar again, and someone's getting angry about something. And there's nearly a fight. They walk into the bar, and there's a guy disrespecting them, which is the guy that's in the boot. We read this bit now. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's like, Tommy's pissing him off or saying something or other. Anyway, Tommy's a dick, and saying the other guys disrespected him. So this guy's just got out of prison, and he's he's what they call a made man. He's part of a actually part of a crew he's not like jimmy and that where he just does jobs and pays his money up or anything he's yeah. actually part of a of a crime family right he's got a prominent role and he's just come out of prison so he's celebrating um and he remembers tommy from when tommy was younger and did shoe shining so he makes a makes a joke about that and pisses tommy off they have a bit of an altercation it calms down jimmy calms it down and uh then he says it again and pisses Tommy off. Uh, Tommy ends up leaving. And the guy's like, oh, uh, you know, he's doing this. He's acting like this and all that. And Jimmy's like, well, you, you did insult him a little bit. You did insult him. So Tommy leaves and they're all having drinks to calm it down. And then Tommy comes back and goes fucking mental. Yep, kills him. Kills the guy. Or beat, well, basically beats the shit out. And Robert De Niro helps. Goes over and stamps on him, doesn't he? Yeah, then they chuck him in the boot of the car. Oh, so then, yeah. They do all that, and he goes back to the beginning bit again, and then they go back to his nana, like Tommy's nana's house. It's oh, his mum's house. Adorable. Yeah. It's like a little nana. Cooks him dinner. Makes some food. Gives him a knife and a shovel heart. to borrow. He's like, "Oh yeah, can I borrow that knife?" She's like, "Oh yeah, of course you can." Fuck's sake! So then they go and bury him. Oh, then he talks about how because they've killed one of the main guys that they can get whacked at any minute now. Yep. So he's shitting himself a bit. They make it clear that like no one can know that they've done it because yeah. If not, they're gone as they're, they're gone. done. Oh, so this is back at the club place. Friday nights are for girlfriends. Saturday nights are for wives. So, like, literally, I was like, oh, maybe Tommy, by looks at him, he hasn't got a girlfriend, but he has. Of course. And then he walks a girlfriend home and then he leaves in the morning. Uh, and then he basically said about how that guy that they've killed is missing. So they're looking for him. Yeah, Paulie's asking questions about it and 
They're like, oh no, he just disappeared. No one's seen him. Like he left. Yeah. Um, then they move the body again, and oh my god. <clears throat> yeah, they have to move the body because they're going to build houses where they buried yeah. it, and they're digging it up. And Henry's puking. It's like six months after, and it's all in a boot, and like he's like, oh god, that's disgusting. Um, so then he sets up an apartment for his girlfriend, which they use quite a bit. So her name's Janice. I think they've got like a, they're basically like they're in each other's lives, aren't they? Really, like in and out. So, like a guard game. Um, oh god, this bit's hilarious. So basically, that's it. Yeah. So they got a girlfriend. He's got a separate flat. He jumps between the two places. Yeah. So the next bit is they're playing a card game, and Tommy's doing like his usual stuff, and a guard. A, well, there's like a younger kid there who's like in his, I don't know, like teens. Spider. Spider. What he's like the age Henry is, sort of a bit older than Henry is at the start. Yeah. yeah, and he's doing the drinks and so, sandwiches yeah, so and stuff. So he says, and then he goes, like, oh, dance, you motherfucker. And basically, he like, starts shooting the phone and shoots him in the foot. Because he doesn't bring Tommy a drink when yeah. he asks for one. And then he just kills him because he's a knob. No, he shoots, just shoots him in the foot there. Oh. Spoiler. Um. So then he goes back and Karen tucks his keys out the window because I think she's found out about the other girl. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is it. So the kid's back. He's got a bandaged foot. Yeah. And someone says, oh, what's the rush? Lol. Um, They're at another card game, aren't they? Yeah. And then Tommy says something to him. He goes, oh, why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy? So they all cheer and like, hey, well done, yeah. I wasn't like, too sure because Tommy's some, face... Put looked... some money down for him and... They all start ribbing Tommy, like, oh, you can yeah. let him get away with that and all that. So Tommy, Tommy does not look impressed. I was a bit scared. Tommy and then he just literally shoots the guy dead. Just guns him down and they're all like, what the fuck have you done that for? Yeah. Like, he's like, what, what? Are you all said? And he was like, no, no, we were joking. Like, why the fuck? Like, I just, I thought like, Tommy's a fucking liability. Yeah. I would want to have nothing to do with him, but there we are. Then you see Karen being a proper Karen and buzzing on flat to R, saying that she knows where she is, like basically all over his girlfriend. <sighs> I mean. Calling her a whore a lot. Get your own man. Yeah. I just, I mean, do they know about this role, wives? That what, they have girlfriends they have on girlfriends. the side? No. The wives don't know. <laughs> It's all a big shit show, really, isn't it? Um, it's when she he wakes up and she's over him with a gun. Yep. <laughs> I would have shot him. Um, yeah, that's that bit. And they have a bit of a domestic and he loses his shit. And then he goes over to Janice's flat. And then I think this is when Paulie comes over, doesn't he? Paulie comes over, And he's like, Jimmy. we need to sort this out. We can't have this. Yeah. This is not acceptable. This bit, I mean, he says, you're not going to get divorced. We're not animale. <laughs> like, not animals. We don't get divorced. You stay with your wife even though you hate her. <laughs> and you can, to kill you can still come back and shag your girlfriend. That's fine. But we don't get divorced. No. Like, just go back and live with your wife. Come on. <laughs> Literally mental. Um, so, yeah, that's that. So he has to go back. Two days later, they're in Tampa, Florida for two days. So, basically, Paulie says, I've got a job. Go to Tampa, Florida. When have a bit of a break. When you come back, you move back in with your wife. Yeah. So, um, so he takes, goes over and basically, this <laughs> guy for some money, and he like they take him into a zoo and like hang him over a lion fence and stuff. It's quite funny. But anyways, his sister dobs him in. Yeah, his sister happens to work for like the FBI or something like that. Doesn't yeah. They? So they end up um, going to prison for a while. So he has to say goodbye. He's like, "Yeah, I'm off to jail." He gets in the car and goes, take me to jail. Yep. Which is cool. But it's like a normal jail. 
they're like in this little room i think and they're like got people cooking and just living his best life really got like, yeah, so when he's in jail and... he's in with paulie and a couple of others yeah like it's like an apartment he's like prison's not the same for us because we pay the way and like they all live to- yeah they're all together they're all having good food they're having lobster snuck in steak yeah all, all of this shit. stuff um so then he's got henry's got some sort of drug i can't remember what it is is he cutting it was it a powder but he starts selling it in prison yeah he just starts selling drugs. i think a lot of it's cocaine but yeah so karen comes in to visit and she sees janice's name on the list yeah so then she like basically he's got because they've got two girls by this point haven't they so he's sat there with his youngest on his lap and she's like oh you know i'm sneaking this shit in for you and she's coming in he's she's like chucking i think it's like bread bread meat and then some of their drugs and then he like all the little girls crying and stuff and it's all a bit mental she's complaining (sighs) that like no one like because paulie's got out by this point she's like no one's talking to me no one visits me we've got no money and all that and he's like that's what happens when you're in prison you're on we're on our own like that's why i've selling the drugs and that to have money so i think it's after this he gets out and paulie's like just be careful what you get involved with now stay away from the junk yeah He's like, oh, I'm not. He's like, Paulie's like, I'm not stupid. I don't care what you did in there. That's different. Now you're out. Yeah. Stay away from it. And he tells him about some guy. Watch out for Jimmy and Tommy as a cowboy. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, don't let them mix you up or anything. And he tells him about another boss who, like, literally, what someone who worked for him was selling drugs and all that. He wasn't actually involved in it, but because they were close enough to be linked, he's going to die in prison. Yeah. Paulie's like, that's not happening to me. Like, no. Leave it alone. So basically, he ignores that and he starts sneaking Selling sort of coke stuff everywhere. In. Yeah. yeah, I think he uses his babysitter and all sorts. His babysitter transports it on a plane. Yeah, all sorts of shit going sets on. Sets up and he sets up one of Janice's friends in her own apartment to cut all the drugs. Who is a fucking mess, isn't she? She's a massive cokehead. <laughs> so uh, they're at Maurice's flat talking about. Um, with Jimmy, I think. I don't even know what that's about. That's about I don't know if that's something to do with the big heist thing. Yeah, Lufthansa or something. Yeah. It's called the Lufthansa. Basically, it's another big, big steal. And it's like money that comes... So Maury helps set it up with Jimmy and he gets a team to get Henry's not part of this. No, robbery, he's not because but... he's in the shower and he screams because he's heard about the heist. Yeah, the Lufthansa heist. So they steal like $4 million or something like that. Yeah. And um, I think there's quite a lot, a big team of people. They go through the team of people. Yeah, there's about five yeah. or six involved in it. Um, uh, yeah, Maury helps set it up, and Jimmy gets all the money, and then he goes to they go to celebrate, don't they, at the bar? Yeah, and someone turns up, and he's bought his wife like a they've got a big car, and he's big like pink Cadillac. Yeah, yeah and he's, and he's like, like, "What are you doing?" I told you not to spend yeah. any money. Like, don't draw attention to us. Take it back. Makes him take the car back. Sends yeah, him someone away. turns up with a fur coat, and he's like, "No, you can't." No get out take it back yeah like, he gets super paranoid straight away yeah right. well i'm not surprised i think that's quite sensible um so then maury is like demanding his money yeah i'm like maury mate you best chill out yeah, because don't don't badger people for this shit because you're gonna get in trouble um and i think he gives uh jimmy gives henry some money doesn't he, he does yeah and he goes out and buys a massive Christmas tree and That's it, all house. of this stuff, but he keeps it all in his house and Jimmy never sees it. No. So, yeah, it's six million cash. And then um, 
So Stax is Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson is Stax, the getaway driver, yeah. Um, he basically effed up because he fell asleep. Yeah, so he was meant to destroy the getaway vehicle, but he goes to see his girlfriend, gets high, falls asleep, and then the police have found the vehicle. Yeah. So he goes, basically goes around to see him. Tommy goes around to see him. And um, basically shoots him in the head, like execution style Yeah. Um, Wax him. Yeah. He's out. And he has like a world dramatic death. Like he just like, Whoa. Blood everywhere. Just <laughs> he just flops like flops down. over, but he like dramatically flops over. It's quite hilarious. And then they, I think they get her coffee to go. So yeah, that's, they explain then why he um, got killed because he basically, Fucked yeah. Um, or they tracked his fingerprints as well. Yeah. The cops were coming for him, so they just kill him. Yeah. So, Tommy was going... Hmm, where are we now? He's gone, Tommy's gone to kill someone else, I suppose. Kill him at a card table. Oh, no. This is when Tommy gets killed. Yeah, so... Sorry. Henry I, starts, I this is really hard work. I don't remember. Henry starts freaking out about, like, Stax being killed, and he goes to the bar to see Jimmy, and they're, like, celebrating. That's when they tell him Tommy's going to be a made man. Yeah. Tommy's going to be made. Um, and then before that, Jimmy starts killing more people. He goes, he kills all the all the team, doesn't he? Basically he basically kills everyone involved in the uh, in, in the, the job. High, yeah, kills or everyone involved in the heist, and it ends with him like he's on the verge of killing Maury. Yeah, he's about to kill Maury, like planning for it, planning for it with Henry. They're playing cards, and he says to Henry, "Like, oh, just don't worry about it, forget it. They're having a real good time." And yeah, then Tommy will kill him at the card car. table, is what they say, yeah. Yeah, they're going, they're, the night ends. Tommy, Jimmy, Maury, and someone else get into a car. Tommy sits behind Maury and then stabs him in the back of the head as soon as the, the engine yeah. starts. So they go off and clear off, get rid of his body. Because the husband, because basically the guy with the new car, you find him dead with his new wife. He's dead with his wife in the car, yeah. yeah. Another guy ends up in the back of a meat freezer. And this is, yeah, this is when Henry goes to see him and asks and says about stuff and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, they're going to make Tommy. He's going to be a made man. Yeah. And then Henry ends up meeting Jimmy at a diner. And they're waiting for a phone call to tell him Tommy's been made. And then it cuts to Tommy being taken to the, whatever the ceremony is. To be a good fellow, you have to be a hundred percent to try and they trace your family back to the good country. So, so, so yeah, well. Henry's yeah. explaining Tim and Jimmy could never be a made man because... Although Henry's mother's from Sicily, yeah. his dad's Irish, Jimmy's yeah. from Irish thing. To be a made man, they have to trace all of your family back to Italy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the voiceover saying like, is one of our own is going to be a member of the, the exclusive club. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go from working for Paulie to yeah. working for Tommy. Yeah. And obviously Tommy's our friend. We've been doing stuff with him for a long time. So we'll be all right. well looked after by him. Yeah, so this is when um, it says to operate down. Tommy's been made, then Tommy was shot, and then Jimmy cries. He's like, he's fucking whacked him. They lead, they lead Tommy into a room and shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah. And then Jimmy calls up from a payphone to check that how it's gone, and they're like, no, he's gone. Like, what do you mean? He's like, well, and it's revenge for the made man that he killed. He killed yeah. a made man without being yeah. authorised to, so now he gets killed. And Henry says in the voiceover, like, it's real, real is it real something stuff or anything between the Italians it's their rules yeah he broke the rules 
he gets because killed. Because he got shot yeah. in the face, he couldn't have an open coffin. Yeah, they made sure to shoot him in the face so he couldn't have an open coffin at the funeral. Which is like a big, big thing. Yeah. Because they all have open... That's how they punish him for yeah. breaking the rules, basically. So it's um, 1980, on 11th of May at 6.55. Um, now, Henry is just full-on druggy now, isn't he? Full-on cokehead now, yeah. yeah. He's like doing a line of coke and he's like absolutely manic and he can see he has to go to pick up some guns or deliver some guns and then pick up his brother from the airport but you see his helicopter in the sky yeah so he takes the guns to someone who says their shit i can't remember who it was now was it paulie he takes the guns to jimmy jimmy's Jimmy, got some silencers and he yeah. said right away i knew he wouldn't want them yeah wasting my time but i know i could sell them to the people i'm selling the drugs to so he goes there um, and he knew he could make his money back and it's 8.45am uh, he goes to pick up his brother and then the doctor's like are you alright? like you look like I'm fine so the doctor had to check him over gave him some Valium so he drops his brother off and then goes to get Karen and he sees the helicopter again he's like I think this helicopter's following me yep and at the same time that he's trying to make this like dinner so 11.30 they're making this dinner and he's making his marinara and he's like don't let it boil. Don't do this. Tell his brother, what's like, the sauce? Yeah. Stir the sauce. So he said he was going to be home for an hour and he had to go get the guns back out again. So you see him checking and there's no, no helicopter. So they drive to Karen's mum's house. Um, then at 12.30, he's on the phone. Um, I can't remember who he's talking to. So again, I think he's being followed. Um, but he basically says to the babysitter don't use it don't use yeah the calls the babysitter tells him about the plan like make the call to arrange the meeting he's like make sure you leave the house leave the house go to a payphone to make the call make sure you do it from a payphone yeah okay she literally hangs up the phone and calls then, the people about about the drug deal from the house phone and then it's like now they'll know the flight number the time yeah you know they know everything now so he had to go get the packages that be made ready for sandy sandy is just well, coked out of her head as yeah. well she's really angry because he's like just literally popping in there getting the stuff and then going so then i think he has to like sort her Tell out her he loves her and stuff and oh, then he's moaning at her for not using the dishwasher yeah she's like i hate doing the dishes he's like but you've got cocaine fucking everywhere like if a but if anyone comes in there's <laughs> coke everywhere use the fucking dishwasher um, so then it's 10.45 and they're all eating having dinner at 10.45 I know how oh, the only time I ever eat that and even then it'd be a kebab is because I'm drunk I'm okay. eating like a full on dinner I'm never awake at 10.45 no. so um, so he <laughs> so he's then taking the babysitter to the airport but she's like oh the nanny it's a nanny not babysitter yeah, yeah. she's like oh, I need my, my special hat my lucky hat I need to go and get my lucky hat Fucking hell. So they leave the house and then the cops are around the car. Yep. Loads Busted. of them everywhere. So then you see Karen running off with the drugs and trying to flush them down the toilet. Yep. Because they're going to be searching the place. And it comes up with the aftermath. So the helicopter, um, so the knocks had like tapped their home under surveillance. The helicopter was following him. The phones were tapped. Yeah, and they're under surveillance for ages. Like, all the drug stuff was found. Um, yeah. You've got 25 years. You see everyone getting arrested, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely everybody. Yeah. Um, Karen got him bail, I think. And then Paulie was, like, pissed off. Yeah, so Karen gets him bail and he comes home to try and sell the drugs as well, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, and he's pissed off. He hid, so he hides the drugs in a this. kitchen cabinet. I know! Like, and then he comes back and he's trying to find them. 
He's like, because that's all the money we're going to have when I sell them. She's like, I'll flush it down the toilet. He's like, why did you do that? That was all our money. She was like, well, the police would have found it. No, they'd never have found it. Mate, you put it in a kitchen cupboard. Like, <laughs> it's, it wasn't well hidden. It was literally on top of some plates. Oh, God. But yeah, he goes to see Paulie, and Paulie, like, gives him, what, a couple of thousand dollars? Yeah. And then tells him, like, I'm done with you. Oh, yeah. I've got like to turn my done. back on you. To get yeah. away from me. We'll just have nothing to do with you anymore. Well, he's, he's saying that she flushed 60 grand's worth of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, he's got a bit more to do with him. He's done. Um, so, basically, he gave him... Thir- uh, $3,000? I thought it was 32000 for a lifetime. No, 3200 I think he gives him. Oh. So, yeah, for everything he's done... For his for whole like, life working yeah. for him, he gets three grand. And that's it. Well, he shouldn't have been a knob, should you, really? Yeah. Oh, so Karen goes to see Jimmy, doesn't she? Yep. About something. I can't remember what it is now, but it's really scary because he tells her to walk down to a shop. Yeah, he's to help basically herself he's asking something. her about what's going on and it's Henry said anything. Do you know what questions they're asking? Yeah. She tells him, he tells her she's he's got some dresses down in a shop down the road. She walks down there and there's loads of dodgy looking men there and she's convinced he's going to he's gonna try and have her killed. Yeah, so she runs away. He's like, Freaks out, runs away, yeah. And then, then Henry goes to meet Jimmy, I think, in a diner. Yeah. Jimmy calls him to meet him. Um, and he's living in a crowded place, and but it's like Jimmy was really jumpy. Um, and he's basically trying to find out he's going to write him out to save himself. And Jimmy asks Henry, like, "What are you going to do?" So basically, he wants him to go to Florida, but he knew that he'd never come back. Yeah. Alive. So he says, "Yeah," he says to him about like he's asking loads of questions, and then he says, um, "Ask him to go down to Florida to do a hit on somebody." And he's like, yeah. "Jimmy had never asked me to whack anyone before." And he's That's like, it. "And then I knew if I went to Florida, I wasn't coming back alive." Yeah. And that makes up his mind what he's going to do next. So he goes to the police and ends up putting. Oh, so Karen really annoyed me in this bit. Yep. I was like, "Love, come on!" So he, he offers to <laughs> he, rat everyone out to the FBI. Yeah, so the FBI he, put he's being in... talk, spoken about witness protection. Yeah, and she's just like, "So what? I can't even go see my parents." And he's like, oh, like, I love the guy. Like, what he said to her was really funny. And he's the like, FBI oh, agent, he's brilliant. Did you take him, like, no shit from her, is he? Um, and he, oh, I can't remember what he said now. So she says something about, you just need Henry. You just need, you don't need me, do you? And he's like, quite frankly, I don't give a shit whether That's you it. go or not. Like, yeah. he's what I need. He's the witness. If you go in, makes him a better witness, great. If it don't, I don't care. No. And then she says something. She's like, I'm nothing to do with it. And he's like, I've heard you on the phone talking about cocaine. Like, <laughs> you are something to do with it. Don't fucking bullshit me, love. <laughs> he literally takes no shit. I was looking at it. like, I mean, I can't see my parents. I'm like, you are going to be killed. The thing is, what really pissed me off about that bit was like, she literally saw firsthand Jimmy going, here, go and help yourself to some dresses. Yeah. He's looking at her going, go on. Go on, go in there. Yeah. Where are and you going? And even the FBI agent says, like, don't go. I, again, I'm not bothered, but... They won't be able to get anywhere near him. He'll be in witness protection. He'll have a different name. No one will know him. They will be able to get to you. Yeah. You won't know where he is. They won't believe you. And you'll be fucking dead. Yeah. And after they've killed you, they'll kill your kids. And they'll kill your parents trying to find him. And they won't be able to. So, it's either you and your kids go with him or you're all fucking dead. Like, I get it. It's shit. But... Yeah. You married him. Don't be massive drug dealers. <laughs> yeah. And you married him. Jesus. So... She could have left ages ago. Yeah. I would have been gone when I found out about Janice. (laughs) 
actually, when he beat the shit out of the guy with his gun, I probably would have been like, yeah, fuck this noise. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he basically, um, oh, but there is a bit where he stands in the box and they're both looking at him, aren't they? Yeah, yes, to point, point out and Paulie Jimmy. and Jimmy in court. Oh, fuck. And they are fuming. Really, really angry. So, yeah, so he leaves his, he says how he misses the life, like, and how he's got no action, um, no decent food, and he's just an average nobody. And that's it. Yep. Uh, I was like, yeah. Gives you a little update on everyone's prison. So, yeah, Henry um, was in witness protection from 1987. Then he didn't get arrested for drugs again in 19... Yeah, he gets he get while he was in witness protection. He got arrested, arrested a few again. times and ended up getting kicked out of witness protection. Yeah, because he was just being a because he was still committing crime. But in nineteen eighty nine, Karen and Henry separated after twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five years. Fuck a duck! I just honestly, how she she fuck? managed to like disappear as well. Yeah, like because obviously once she left him, she's not part of witness protection no more. But she was. She just went. Uh, Paulie died in prison in 1988 at the age of 73. And so this is saying currently, well, this is back in 91. So it says Jimmy was currently serving 20 years to life for murder. And he is eligible for parole in 2004 at 78 years old. I forgot to look up actually if he is out. No, he died in prison. He died in prison? Yeah. He when died he before die? he got out. Uh, I think it was like 98 or something. I'd have to double oh. check. But yeah, he died before he got him out of prison. I'll double check quick while you carry on. Yeah. Um, so contrary to how this has probably come across, because we watched this, what, a week ago? Yeah. Um, I actually really, really enjoyed it. 1996, I, he died. he died. Yep. So he only managed I wonder if they would have made parole, though. Eh? I wonder if they would have ever made parole. Because they're quite dangerous, aren't they? It says had he lived, he would have been eligible parole on March 11th, 2004. He died of cancer in prison. Oh. Scary men, though. Like, it's scary. Yeah. And it's kind of strange that actually happens for reals. Yeah, so Henry Hill was the name of the guy... Like, that's his real name. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Conway's really called James Burke. And Paulie was, yeah, I think he had a different Paul Servino or something like that was his real name. Yeah, I give it a four out of five. Nice. I don't think I, I, actually, in all honesty, I would quite like to watch it again. Because I did really enjoy it and not have to try and write notes. Yeah. That one was really hard. Because honestly, when we said, oh, we're going to try and do it, then we couldn't because of your shift change. Um you like, well, I have to watch it again before we do the podcast. Like, nah, I remember it because I actually can kind of see it in my head still. Yeah, I did really the, enjoy the it. The problem you've got with writing notes is that you write notes on the voiceover sometimes and not on, what's on actually the scene. Happening. Yeah. So you get too focused on one or the other when it's a better experience watching it and having them both yeah, at the same so time. Honestly, guys, watch it. Watch it because it is really, really good. And really it's funny. Good. I was a bit, I forgot to mention these talking. Like, I guess I don't know if it's. I don't want to say stereotypical, it's probably not. But the way he comes up, he goes, what's this guy talking to me about? He's talking to me about this? What's he talking about? And it's just, it's just so funny how they say things. They talk really quickly. The nickname bit, I mean, honestly, is worth watching. Yeah, there's some, there's some funny bits <laughs> in it. Definitely. So I wrote down violent but gripping. Nice. 
Um, but yeah, I liked it because it's got a really good storyline. It's really easy to follow. Yes. Because it doesn't sound like it come across it with this podcast with me umming and ahhing my whole way through it. But it really is easy to follow. Yeah, because and you've you got get, the gist of it than, quite quickly. Rather than having entire scenes of like exposition, the voiceover just does the setting for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. The voiceover will either explain something or set the scene and then they just go. And it doesn't get bogged down in characters talking about what they do and blah, yeah. blah, blah. The voiceover just seamlessly t- yeah, yeah it's really really good um i love that it's based on a true story um i also like that it didn't kind of glamorize mob life it was just really like the violence really is quite raw realistic and re- yeah. yeah and like it was yeah pretty raw and it, it's what you would imagine it's, it's just like, like when everyday they, when life they kill people and like you're saying there about execution style when they say oh they whack somebody like that's when you say oh they whacked him that's what you think. They just literally put gun to his head and shot him. Yeah. There was nothing. There wasn't like, he wasn't tied up. He wasn't tortured. He no. Wasn't they literally walk up to him and shoot them. And it's like, literally, you see like Henry's fear in some bits to say like, I could be whacked. And he's like, literally living at that point after they killed that bloke, or Tommy killed that bloke in the bar, they're literally living in fear of dying. And then you've got people like Jimmy and Tommy in it. Like when he says, oh, when Jimmy was whacking people for mob bosses when he was 16 and he's like and he says in the voiceover hits don't bother Jimmy because it's part of the business yeah and you see it in Jimmy every time when people are getting killed there's no thing in his face like anyone who's done that's business it's Mm. work if I I and like they say at the beginning he tries not to kill anyone if he doesn't have to because he's just like stealing stuff and he likes thing but he, he won't think twice. But again, like, it's not like they've got, although they've got big houses, you don't see a lot of their houses. Like I said, it doesn't glamorise it. It's not like they've got great big cars. They've got this, this. You see them working. Yeah, and you it's literally, not like... You literally see them go out and take things because they've run out of money. Like, that's yeah. it. All the money's gone. Now we've got to do something. So it's not like, yeah, not glamorised anyway. Like, yeah. It feels quite real. Jimmy starts off quite glamorous, doesn't he? And then you see him go downhill through the film yeah. and stuff. And you see that with all of them, like... They do a big job, it's quite glamorous, and then time passes and... They're starving. They're starting to run out of money and stuff, and it's not quite so glamorous, and they all sort of start turning on each other a bit. No, it's brilliant. I really enjoyed it. So I think that's definitely another one to watch again. Excellent. Definitely made me rethink my thoughts on mob films. I think I'd probably give Godfather a go now. There's Godfather, and there's also uh, a Denzel Washington mob film that I want you to watch. Is there? Yeah. Denzel Washington... Russell Crowe is in it. What? Idris Elba's in it. <gasps> uh, it's called... Idris Elba. Ameri- Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in it. It's called American Gangster. Ooh. It's also a true story. Oh. Mm-hmm. I do like them true. I like them true. I like them true. Oh, Idris Elba, though. Hello. <laughs> yes, <All> queen. Right. <laughs> uh, right, so what's next, then? If we're going to manage it. <laughs> Next time we're going to go for something quite simple. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of detail in the next podcast because the film, we're going to go for one of my favourite films. And by favourite, I mean one of those films that I love to watch because it's so awful. Oh, God. It's not like that bug film, is that it? That it's brilliant. Oh, Starship Troopers? Yeah. No, because you've already seen it. Oh, yeah. I forgot the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> yes. But think along the lines of Star Trek shoot, uh, yeah, Starship Troopers, only much, much worse. Oh, what? We're going to watch a horror classic. Okay. We're going to watch Critters. <laughs> which is the one I've pre-warned you about, which is about space hedgehogs that eat and <laughs> run and kill people. Do you know what? I'm quite excited. It, it's a no-brainer. It is. It is absolutely... 
the people in it have got no brains, let alone needing brains to watch it. There okay. is pretty much no plot apart from killer hedgehogs from space that eat lots of things and like to bite people. Awesome. And that is it. I like the sound of that. I think we need an easy one with yeah. what's going on. We need something that's going to be quite easy. Exactly. Good plan. Good plan, babe. Oh, genius. Well, I'm really sorry. I feel like the last three podcasts, I've just been, I'm in an iron my way through it. Life and COVID life has been tough, but thank you for sticking with us. I really hope you've enjoyed this one. Honestly, please watch this film. Please watch it. Because honestly, I've done it no justice. It was really, really, it's brilliant. really good. So yeah, thank you for listening. I'm really looking forward to watching the next film. It could be good. Um, as always, stay safe and say ciao for now. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.